All right, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night and the week. Glad you're in. Lots to do. Busy news day. President, I said this yesterday. I like what the president's doing. Getting around, using media uh, that he can get to. It gets to tens of millions of people. Um, I like the videos he's doing. And uh, whether you believe the polls or not, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. You got to put them aside because right now you just got to fight for 25, 26 days, whatever it is, and get to November 3rd. So uh, live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. Got a good crazy town. Nancy Pelosi, 25th Amendment edition (laughs) (laughs) coming up. Kind of writes itself, doesn't it? Uh, Yeah. Rick Delgado's here with the news because Paul's off tonight. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, I just said how I was. I went through everything I looked right. at today. I mean, all right. Well, uh, um, since I'm filling the seat of Paul, uh, make sure you like the show, share it, uh, emoji <laughs> it, uh, do all that stuff. Send me heart prayers, uh, whatever you got to do. And to share the dep- show, get through the algorithm. <laughs> and are you depressed? Uh, not yet. G- okay. g- give me a little bit. Okay, good. Rick Emrati, see what sports. What's going on, pal? Hey, big dig, big night in baseball. San Diego, the Yankees and the Tampa Rays are tied, nothing, nothing. Top of the third. This is Game Five. The Exciting game, and the Yankees have some extra motivation as the, the Yankee family suffered a big loss today. One of their legends passed away. And also, we got big rodeo weekend coming up. I'm going to give you the yeah, schedule right. on that. Big rodeo all weekend. All right, yeah. come on. Come yeah. on, the rodeo. We'll hit it. Uh, all right, good. Live from Studio 6B, Geo Fran holding it down as well. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. If you're on social media, make sure you share the show, like the show, comment. On Twitter, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, everywhere. Welcome on in on a Friday night. So, well, so here's Pelosi today. Might as well just start there. <laughs> Waddling out there. And uh, what was she dressed as today? I think I missed it. I don't, I, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It just, it's just, it, it doesn't even matter. It's just so, non, it's so nonsensical. And quite frankly, what I said yesterday to me is still the biggest point of this whole thing. If you're a small business, yep. if you're a... Um, you're someone who's struggling because of this if you're the uh the airlines now are getting to the point where it's getting it's getting ugly um she's playing politics basically with with you and your life right now she's basically saying go to hell yeah if i can't bail out the uh, pension funds in uh illinois and new york and uh california and if i can't get all this money from the president to bail out these blue state disasters well, screw the rest of you. I don't care. I just, me and my husband just took a million-dollar position in CrowdStrike. Did they? Yeah. Ugh. So what does she care? She's got, she, they're worth a couple hundred million bucks. And, and nobody wants to investigate that, really? <laughs> anything? Just anything? Well, ma- I, just ma- did, I just did it like six weeks ago. I just read about it tonight, which is just stunning when you think about CrowdStrike and their involvement in 2016 in the whole deal, but right. n- not getting off subject. That's what she's doing. And here she is out here wasting everybody's time on the 25th Amendment, uh, which, of course, is going nowhere as far as it relates to Trump. But now she tells us today it doesn't have anything to do with Trump. And the president went on a bunch of stuff today, and he went on with Rush, the big voice on the right. Um, and something came up about this that I never had thought about. And let's see. Do I have that, G? I don't know which one it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But so I think it might be, um, I don't know which one it is. So he was talking to Rush and he says, 
Well, I don't think this is about me. What she said is probably true. It's about Joe. And they're laying the groundwork, of course, because I read you the 25th Amendment yesterday, and it needs the, you know, the, the wording in there about the other body. Right. Of course, there is no other body. And um, so they need to create one. And, of course, it would have to pass by two-thirds vote, and the president would have to sign it to create this body, which is not going to happen. But they're laying the groundwork, he, he thinks, to use for Joe. When he gets elected, they can just maybe he serves three, four months and then he's out of here and they get her in. Which, which is I not, had never thought about. Which is not a stretch. I heard somebody else talking about that earlier and I was like, yeesh. And you know, Joe Biden, he's probably like, yeah, we need to create this commission because he's not that bright and realize that she's actually gunning for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And doesn't realize that there's a knife get, get about to be plunged right back there. And he didn't realize it. It's 56 G. I'm pretty sure. So, so Trump, uh, the president was on with rush and he makes two good points. He made a lot of good points. And I have to say, um, you look at the president, he goes on with rush for two hours. I don't know what other media he did today, but he did. I know he did Levin tonight. I think he did Hannity last night. And he talks for hours tonight. I think he talked to Levin for an hour. He talked to Rush for two hours. He can talk about all these subjects for all this time. He wants to talk to the people. He connects with the voters and the citizens. Like, I mean, who has ever talked to the American people like this president does? As much as he does, whether it's through his own media through his own social media, going to these platforms like he had today, like he did today. And so he makes two good points in here about the, about the voters and about the media who covers the voters, but he also makes the point about the 25th Amendment. Roll that, G. Well, well let's assume the Democrats are going to vote for, you know, Sleepy Joe, and, which is ridiculous because Joe shouldn't be a candidate. Joe should, Joe's in no condition to be a candidate. Well, we you know, can say it nicely or we can say it badly. The 25th <laughs> Amendment, that crazy Nancy's playing around. She's gone crazy. She's a nut job. But this, this uh, 25th Amendment, I think they put it in so they can get Kamala in replace. Exactly. Joe. That's exactly what it is. It's a trial run to see if they can kick Biden out. of. That's exactly right, sir. It's exactly. It's I not think. aimed at you. That was the first thing I thought of. And by the way, the Republicans are, have been really very good to me. One thing the Republicans have to do, though, they have to get tougher. We have some great ones. You know that. Jim Jordan and Meadows has been great. A lot of them, a lot of them have been great. But, but the Republicans have to get tougher. Yeah. And isn't that the—I mean, we've talked about that for five, four or five years on this show. When the Democrats are not in power, they stick together, and they'll come through and burn the place down if they have to. They stick together. Republicans, they talk about things when they're not in power. They're big talkers. We're going to get rid of Obamacare. We're going to do this. We're going to do a lot of things when they're not in power. And then as soon as they get it, they're like the kid on stage who's never seen the bright lights before. They don't know what to do. <laughs> and they don't play— they don't play dirt. I don't want to say dirty because I don't think you ever want to play dirty, but you have to play dirty when it's Chuck right. Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. Right. Or, or you have to at least be tough. You have to punch back. And that's exactly what he does, does on a consistent basis, which catches everybody off. Republicans, you know, the, the, the deep staters, they don't like it because, well, that's not how we play the game. Uh, well, too bad. The game has changed. It's past you and is now taken up to a level because, and again, I, I go back to, um, 2016, 2017, when he was inaugurated and all this stuff, they started coming at him real quick. 
they they probably they probably had bets going on, Damon, thinking, can we get him out by June? How much he got? I got ten thousand. He's out by June. You know what I mean? Trying to force him out because they're thinking, well, he doesn't know how we play this game. He's not going to be able to take it. And then he takes it and he punches them in the face repeatedly with their own tactics. But he's actually better at it because he's so steeped in media that he's been doing for so many years. Well, I mean, they're throwing everything but the kitchen sink this time to make sure he doesn't get elected. I mean, it's it's just really off the page. But I had never thought about this until he said it because I said yesterday her goal is to just create a media cycle here because she right. knows as far as the 25th Amendment goes, as far as it relates to Trump, this is just – it's going nowhere. And, of course, most of the media – even though she said yesterday, or she said, I guess she said it today, that this is not to do with Trump. He'll get um, his referendum is going to come with the voters, or she she mumbled something like that today. But he, even on um, CNN, Poppy Harlow, Cut Fifty G, she said this today, thinking about this, and uh, this was a little kind of a moment of clarity from someone who you wouldn't, or some place you wouldn't expect it at CNN to say, you know, at some point the voters are going to say. You know, this is this is just reeks of politics. Here's what she said. Go ahead. Roll that. And Lauren, before you go briefly, just so to be really clear, they're doing this, which is not going to go anywhere, but but not holding a press conference on a stimulus deal and not, you know, getting something done for the millions of American people who are waiting on lawmakers to stop fighting over this. Well, that's exactly right, Poppy. I mean, look, there are big disagreements between the White House and House Democrats when it comes to a stimulus deal. And there's been a lot of confusion about what the president even wants, whether he even wants to be at the negotiating table when it comes to a stimulus deal. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been cleared. She wants a comprehensive bill. She doesn't want piecemeal legislation where the president gets to send out $1,200 checks to individuals ahead of the election. What she wants to do is sit down and come to some kind of an agreement agreement that is more comprehensive. But right now, the president all week has been back and forth about what he actually wants to see. So no announcement on the stimulus bill today. Instead, they're going to be focusing on this commission. Yeah, well, they don't know what it's like to not be able to pay their rent or feed their families. Bingo. Right. Bingo. Those little moments of clarity from her at the beginning and right specifically right there at the end is the point. Nancy Pelosi knows this is going nowhere as far as it relates to Trump, and she's playing politics with, with people who need the help. And the president tonight, I heard, uh, as much as I think he, he's aware of the debt, I think, I don't know that anyone in Washington's aware of the debt anymore, but he, says, um, he said to Mark Levin, he said, I, you know, I am for stimulus of helping people because we'll get the money back in certain ways, he said, and, but so I'm, I'm all for the spending uh, to, help, to help people. Uh, that spending doesn't worry me. So he, the president's ready to do it. Yeah, and he actually said he'd prefer to go bigger. He wants to go big. And, and that part, I, I think, caught a lot of people like, eh, do we really want to go big? Have you, have you looked? Um, not, really, not really got a lot there in the checking account there, sir. But the problem here is, here's Pelosi playing politics, and then you have their candidate telling you, well, I'm going to tell you what I feel about the Supreme Court after I get elected. Now, just I want you to imagine if on Monday when they start Amy Coney Barrett, if she sat down in the chair, and let's say it's to, I don't know who's in there, Kamala Harris will be in there, Cory Booker will be in there, he's on that committee. She says, well, listen, I'm going to, they ask her the first question, she says, well, no, I'm going to, I'll tell you about how I feel on all these rulings after you put me on the bench. Well, how do you think they would react to that? <laughs> 
I'll tell you how I'm going to rule on all this stuff after I'm on the bench. Then we'll, when we can talk, talk, then you can address me as Justice Barrett, and then we can have a conversation. And I'll let you know how I'm doing. What would they do? They would, you'd have to carry them out on a stretcher out of the, uh, out of the room, all of them. They'd melt down right in front of our eyes. Yeah. But this is what Joe Biden says. And so far, he thinks he can get away with it for another know. 25 I'm, days. I'm starting to hear there, there are people like, wait, what do you mean? Because now you've got the people on the far left who are like, wait, uh, you, you already said, you know, no to uh, you're going to keep fracking. You know what I mean? Because in the debate, again, Trump got him to disavow a few of those big lefty things that they want. And now he's saying he's not going to tell you what he's going to do with the court. So now you got both sides of them are, are probably like, hey, can we trust this guy? Probably not, because you don't know what he's going to do. He's not going to tell you. This, so. is, this is too big an issue to be able to skate for another three weeks, I think. But, you know, with the media, you just never know. The idea that he could try to get away with saying, I'm not going to tell you whether I'm going to I'm going to burn down one of the founding institutions of the of the country I mean, it's just insane that he thinks he can get away with it. But it's the media who's got to, you know, keep asking him. At least somebody has to keep asking him. Throw a set. All right, just getting started. Glad you're in on a Friday night. If you're on social media, make sure you like the show, share the show. Stick with us if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube. We're going to stay with you. If you're watching on Pluto TV, Dish Network, we're back in three minutes. seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's voice. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Glad you're in, 17 past the hour. Rick's going to do some news here in a second. Rick Emirati's going to do sports in his Purple Prince outfit tonight. <laughs> and um, people think you look like Johnny Depp, uh, Rick. Are you uh, cool with that? Sure. Okay, I've good. gotten that many times, Captain Jack Sparrow there. Okay, good. Oh, that's uh, got to be an outfit. Do you have that outfit? <laughs> I, I got the Willy Wonka outfit, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, you two can just let me know when you're done because I have no idea what you're talking about. So, um, Johnny Depp. All right, 25th. I, I know that. Uh, 25th Amendment, crazy town version here. Let's, um, let's lead into this segment with the 25th Amendment, crazy town version because Nancy, um, Nancy Pelosi is second in line to be president. Second in line. If that's not a scary thought, this fruitcake, I don't know what is because she is mentally unstable. Meanwhile, she there. Trump and Trump. Where are her medical records, by the way? Yeah, no She's doubt. She's worried. All of these people on um, out there today in television land. Well, the president's taking this and how it's affecting him. And Joe Scarborough, Mika. I mean, he's roided up. And I played you that. And I played you. Well, I'm going to play you something today. Not to get off the subject that is is so insane. Um. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. Keith Oberman. I don't even know how to describe oh, it. Oh, not Keith Oberman. No, it's, it's is, so oh, insane. I, I almost was going to develop a um, new segment. 
called WTF. I don't know. It's just crazy. But anyway, so here's Pelosi. Always worried about the president's health. The president's mental state. Well, what about her mental state? <laughs> I mean, if you put, if you lined them up, if you put up, you put the president next to him, you put Schumer next to him, you put Pelosi, and then you put little Dick Durbin next to her. And you looked at all four of them. Well, who's the one you're going to say needs a checkup from the neck up? It's not going to be the president and it's probably not going to be little Dick. It's going to be Pelosi and Schumer stuck there right in the middle. Those two buffoons. And of the choice of those two, it's going to be her. Where's her mental? Uh... Meanwhile, she never, she never worries about what Biden could be on. <laughs> What's Biden on? You think he's on nothing? Come on. Stop. She's not worried about that. She's worried about the medicine the president's taking because he had COVID-19 and how it's affecting him, if it's affecting him. And all these people in the media run with that today. Well, Damon, that's the, that's the wrap-up smear. The wrap-up smear. We, 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 we say something and then the media runs with it and that confirms our wrap-up smear. I mean, if you're, too, if you're second in line for the presidency after the president and the vice president, you should all be on level playing field as far as I'm concerned. Whatever we want from him, we should get from her. She wants his medical records. We should get her medical records. Yeah. She wants his tax returns. We should get her tax returns. She wants him evaluated. She damn well should be evaluated. That's the way it should work for all of them. The top three. I, I would I would say even go further than that. I mean, all the all these these uh, elected officials. You got to come clean with everything. Total transparency. Um, because there's just so much that we don't know about these people that gets hidden. And then you find out later, it's like, oh, wait, you, you were arrested for what? Um, or, or you were accused of this and you have that. It's just, it's just insane. And, and we can't do anything about that. We only demand it from one person. Come on. Well, it's like the race in North Carolina right now. This Cal Cunningham, <laughs> you see guy, this, he's, that he, guy is, so he's uh, accused of texting and having an affair. And he does this um, video chat today, and he's asked four times, are there any other women? He won't answer it. <laughs> so in essence, you are answering it. Yeah. I mean, unless you think everybody's stupid. And that's an important race, by the way, Tom Tillis's race. That's that, a very big race. He was basically it's, doing the Kamala Harris, you want to talk about stacking the court? Okay, we'll talk about stacking the court. But he never talks about stacking the right, court. Then went to a, four, a lot of people asked for the crazy <laughs> time from yesterday again to be played too, G. Uh, maybe we'll play that if we have time. But let's. So before we get going on that, let's go. So I did my own research here on Nancy Pelosi and the Twenty Fifth Amendment, and this is what I came up with. Roll it, G. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, there? Are, you know, look. Uh, uh, cool. One is adopted. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Because the Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater. <laughs> uh, the, um, Republicans wrote a bill that abandons farmers, uh, uh, fam farming families. It weakens, weakens the farmers safety net <laughs> the rain or sleet or um, snow or dark of night will keep the, the courier from his or her now appointed rounds <laughs> benefits in 10 years he doesn't want to do infrastructure until we do 
the U.S., Mexico, Canada. If that's not the accurate character, some people call it after NAFTA, some call it NAFTA. Good morning. <laughs> we'll be talking about it on the floor. Our distinguished chair, Carolyn Maloney, chair of the, uh, the um, uh, Committee of Jurisdiction. Something. We'll go over all the provisions of the bill. Letters to Santa. <laughs> messages from the Tooth Fairy. She needs that. Families communicating. On, oh, nearly 100,000, 97,000, I think the number is. Vet, uh, 97,000 veterans. Good morning. <laughs> As I told you this is like coming home for me. <laughs> Let's make sure we get that 25th Amendment up for Trump. I think we, uh, oh, yeah. I think we need a 26th and call it a, the Nancy Amendment. 25.2. Yeah. How about she's that? drunk. She does. Oh, no, yeah. She's, she's, drunk. Oh, she's perfectly fine. Oh, let's yeah. worry about Trump. Bloody Mary. She's got it all together. Between oh, her, yeah. Between her failing denture grip and Botox, man, oh, man, she's a mess. Her face melting away right in front of us. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jesus. And she's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's that wasn't hard to put together, by the way. And it wasn't hard to find. There was, I just did, went to YouTube and searched Pelosi dumbass. And that, I mean, it just a, <laughs> just a string of them came up. <laughs> oh, God. Well, matter of fact, you'd probably still be working on it because there was so much information. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was so, oh. there was so many things to choose from. How about when she puts the gavel down and her, the Democrats, that was for impeachment. <laughs> They started cheering, and she gives she gives them the eye like she's yeah. the uh, in her very fascistic way there. <laughs> but no, I mean this this woman is wow. just I mean it's like enough really enough I don't need I mean she's playing politics with people's lives because she wants to bail out all her friends. Yeah, she does. She doesn't want the president to quote unquote look good or get a win as they like to call it because then. That's not good for her. It doesn't matter about the electorate. It doesn't matter about the people that she's supposed to be representing. It doesn't matter about the people in the country. She doesn't care about you. No, no, no. It's about how, what makes her look good. And as she tries to make him, the president, not look good. That's all she cares about. Nothing more. Oh, and ice cream. She loves, loves ice cream. I mean, and make sure you remember, don't cry, uh, don't cry wolf in a crowded theater. Have you ever heard that one before? <laughs> Actually, I, I, no, never yeah. in, in my life, ever. <laughs> because the Constitution doesn't, um, doesn't say you could cry wolf in a th- <laughs> No, it doesn't? Really? I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me there, Babs. Live from, <laughs> live from Studio 6B, 26 past the hour. Glad you're in. If you're on social media, stay with us. Give me your thoughts on no Nancy. <laughs>
You've seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. All right, live from Studio 6, be back. 30 past the hour on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in on a Friday night. Just went through our Crazy Town 25th Amendment edition, Nancy Pelosi, who I'll say again, if there's one person, if you put, give me Trump, Pence, and Pelosi, and you, tell, and you say you say to a room full of people, which one of these people need a checkup from the neck up, I guarantee you she takes it 100 to nothing. No yeah. one's going to say either one of those two needed over her yeah just have her talk for a few minutes you'll see it'll happen you'll you'll be you'll be running into a theater crying wolf (laughs) exactly (laughs) you don't even need her to speak she just stand there (laughs) they'll say yeah that's the one we get this this fruitcake needs to get checked out right now all right let's do the news here with uh who are you rick uh rick i almost said paul nolan rick delgado (laughs) paul nolan's off tonight uh, what's going on, pal? Uh, let's see. A bunch of th- different things coming up um, that are very interesting. A lot of people probably aren't seeing it in the mainstream media, which is why they're going to hear about it here. This one coming from our partners over at Just the News, John Solomon's site. A near majority of voters say the FBI agents and leaders should be prosecuted for their role in the Russia collusion conspiracy theory. Well, it's not really a theory. It actually happened um, against President Trump. This is according to a Just the News Daily poll with Scott Rasmussen. Among the voters, 46% said the FBI FBI officials should be criminally charged over the scandal, while only half that number, 23, said that they shouldn't. There was also 30% who were unsure. So if you're unsure, that means maybe you're not getting enough of the information. You got to stick with us and we'll, we'll fill in the blanks for you so you can so you can be more educated when this or stuff comes maybe about. If the, maybe they could be unsure, Rick, because they actually watched Comey's uh, at his testimony and going in not knowing much, they figured, well, the director of the FBI has got to be able to fill in all the blanks. <laughs> so let me watch him and see. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't yeah. remember. I don't recall. So how could anyone know anything? That's true. If he doesn't know. How would they know? Uh, he was comatose through that whole thing. Uh, the survey of the 1,200 registered voters was conducted by Rasmussen using a mixed model approach. It related the, uh, that just one-third were, were even aware that the FBI lied to the judge to obtain the wiretaps against the 2016 Trump campaign associates. When asked, 33% of the voters said it was true that FBI agents lied to a judge to obtain those warrants. And a fifth of all voters, 21%, found the allegation to be false while 46% were unsure. And again, there's a lot of people that just, you know what, what those high unsure numbers means is that the deep state media is doing their job. They're, they're, they're covering for their buddies, for their pals, for this conspiracy that went on to try and take down a duly elected president. And it's working because, you know, almost half the country probably doesn't really know all the details and what went into this. Well, working to some degree and you can put some of the blame there but realistically we have all the information we have a guy who's supposed to be looking into it i know coronavirus has set it back 
But that's a good lead into my second clip of the president today. Now, how he didn't know this, or I, I don't know if he didn't know it or he wasn't clear, but I mean, you'll hear how this went down. But um, I mean, we've talked about we've talked about on this show. I asked John Solomon the other night about Durham. I've asked him about Durham before. Are we going to see something? Are we going to see something? Well, it comes out today in Axios that uh, Attorney General Barr tells Republicans the Durham report won't be ready by the election. This is from Axios today. Attorney General Bill Barr has begun telling top Republicans that the Justice Department's sweeping review into the origins of the Russia investigation will not be released before the election. Senior White House official and a congressional aide briefed on the conversation told Axios why it matters. Republicans had long hoped the report led by U.S. Attorney John Durham would be a bombshell containing revelations about what they allege were serious abuses by the Obama administration and intelligence community probing for connections between President Trump and Russia. Uh, quote, this is a nightmare scenario. Essentially, the year and a half of arguably the number one issue for Republican base is virtually meaningless if this doesn't happen before the election. Barr has made clear that they should not expect any further indictments or a comprehensive report before November 3rd. Rush asked the president about it today. 54, G, and here's what the president said. Roll it. Uh, Let me venture into another area. It was announced by the attorney general that uh, his investigator... Um, the uh, the attorney looking into the uh, the coup run against you will not have any announcements, any results, any before the election. Uh, this is disappointing. I cannot tell you. When was this announced, Rush? I think I've got the story here in the snack. I thought it was. Uh, I think it's terrible. Fairly I recently, terrible. that uh, I, I think it's terrible. Well, it we is because these are these are people. This is the biggest political scandal in the history of yeah. this country, certainly our lifetimes. If that's the case, I, I'm very disappointed. I think it's a terrible thing, and I'll say it to his face. Here it is: I Barr tells Republicans Durham report will not be ready by election. It came out today. That's a disgrace. I think it's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. Well, I don't have the words to express my anger. I mean, I'm not saying I'm surprised. I'm I've angry. Had through it, I've had to go through it twice now with elections, and yet they have. See, this is what I mean with the Republicans. They don't play the tough game. They don't play the tough game. If this were the other side, you would have had 25 people in jail for the rest of their lives with what we found. Oh, that's you that's tried something like this against any of them? Heck yes. Oh, are you kidding me? You would have been 20. Look at me. I had to beat off. I had to beat off the phony Mueller report. I had to beat off all this stuff. I had to beat off impeachment. I had to beat off Congress, everything else. They then send it to New York, which is all political. They send it into New York, the same stuff into New York. You have to beat that off. You know, they got New York all over. Uh, they, they don't stop. This is a disgrace. If that just came out, and, you know, I purposely tried to stay away from it because they all say it would be better if I'm not involved. Well, have but you declassified everything about this yet? It's I fully declassified everything. Everything's been declassified. They have so much information. They didn't need any more than, uh, frankly, Mr. Horowitz, uh, who was a, an Obama appointment. He wrote a report on Comey that was so bad. It was so bad. I've never seen anything like it. And... They should have gone after him just on that. And McCabe, too. You know, took $700,000 from Hillary Clinton. I don't know. Yeah, so there's a little bit of the president on this uh, report in Axios. So uh, back to the report. Politico first reported that Durham is not expected to release information related to the probe before Election Day. And Senate Republicans running similar investigations were made aware of this within the last week. 
The Justice Department declined to comment. The White House did not respond to a request from comment as well. Well, you just heard from the president, so... Um, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, they have responded. That's basically the comment, and it's he's, he said, if Bill Barr said that, and, and later on in the interview, he said, if Bill Barr said that, that's embarrassing, and I'll take it up with him directly. But, um, so, that, you know... That's the, that's the thing. And, here, and here's the issue. The issue is all these people are right now helping the Biden campaign, Brennan, all these people, with the hopes of him being their light to um, savior to uh, the other side of this. Yeah, in hopes of running out the clock somehow that they're able to win because then all of this stuff goes away. But what's amazing is that they're, they're even talking, like, why would Bill Barr say the, the Durham report? Bill, uh, Durham's not there to write reports. He's there to prosecute people. From what I understand, he's a prosecutor. And this has turned into a criminal pr- uh, probe. Um, so we don't want to see a report. We want to see indictments. I think that's what we're really expecting. And I think that's what the president expected. He doesn't want to read, oh, this guy did this and this guy did that. Ooh, that's naughty right there. He doesn't want to see that. And I don't think we don't want to see that either. We want to see, okay, you know what? This law was broken. You're, you're under arrest. This law was broken. You're under arrest. You gather up all these people, you know, and let them fight it out in court. If you're so innocent, prove it. You know, maybe it's time. I mean, I still stick by. I don't think there's a, many more principled people than Bill Barr. I believe. I truly believe that. I, I, he didn't have to come back and do this. I believe there's no more principled man uh, than Bill Barr. But th- it's disappointing right now that they've had a lot of time. And I mean, you can they can say COVID slow. You know, kind of threw a wrench in the whole thing. Maybe they lost some time. But um, it is disappointing to go this long. We've heard him give multiple interviews. He says he's he's happy with where Durham's at. He's obviously getting updates from him, mm-hmm. but it is it is disappointing to know now that we're not going to. And it shouldn't be. Listen, it shouldn't. Maybe I'm different from everybody else. It shouldn't come out before the election just for the sake of rushing it out. If there's right. something legitimately there, then it should come out. But again, it shouldn't be a report. It should be an indictment. Okay, you know what? We caught you like Kleinsmith. They got him. They got him to a, to a plead. Uh, guilty to a charge okay now who's next because you know he wasn't the only one that it just wasn't one guy who did one thing on an email and changed changed how the email read it went a whole lot deeper and they know it so i heard um john solomon speaking of the great john solomon who was on this program this week i heard john solomon on with glenn beck i think it was today if it wasn't today it was yesterday and i they put the clip out today and he said something very interesting as Glenn Beck asked him about this and said, you know, if Biden gets elected, we'll ne- we'll, this, this is it. It's over. And he said to Glenn Beck, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm like, I don't remember exactly the quote, but he said, I wouldn't be surprised to see the president do something, take things into his own hands in the next few days, do something a little more drastic. Of course, the president is the ultimate declassifier if he wants to be. And whatever that would mean, he's got to make sure he's not uh, obviously sources and methods and putting people in danger and certain any of that, if that would even apply to whatever evidence, to whatever we're talking about. But certainly, if the president wanted, you know, he said to Rush, I purposely stayed away. And he, we've heard him say that a bunch of times. Yep. If he wanted to get a little more involved, that would be one way to probably do it. Figure out what he could I guess, get out on his own. 
or get out through somebody or something. Right. Well, speaking of John Solomon, he did have a uh, this on Just the News, the website today, justthenews.com, the 40 key Russia documents that President Trump must still declassify. Now, this is big because President Trump earlier in the week vowed to complete and final transparency in this Russia probe and ordered the declassification without redaction of all relevant documents to show how the false Russian collusion narrative was created by Hillary Clinton, her operatives, and then investigated by three years, for three years, by the FBI. Uh, with that said, many of the letters and subpoenas demanding the documents are attached below. Here's a list of unreleased documents that are on the list that should be declassified and made public. Okay, let's go. Doc- one. Documents showing all requests made by the Obama administration officials to unmask the overseas telephone calls of the Trump campaign, the transition family members from the beginning of the 2016 election through the inauguration day of 2017. Okay. Uh, the FBI interview reports with Danchenko, the man identified as a primary subsource for the Steele dossier. Because they know that he was actually under investigation by the FBI back in 2009 through, I believe, 2011. So they want to see all those reports about the, uh, from the FBI about him. Any and all documents, number three, gathered during the Justice Department's Inspector General's office interviews with Christopher Steele, including any notes, documents, anything turned over concerning his interactions with the FBI, and there's so much more here. We'll continue. We'll get to the other 37 here within the uh, the show. Live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. A lot more to do. We'll revisit our crazy town from yesterday. We'll maybe do the Nancy Pelosi one again, and I've got other great clips. Sports is coming up, though. Rick, we're back right after this. seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast. Chicago, real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in on a Friday night. Heading into the weekend, 13 to the hour. Glad you're here. Let's do some sports with Rick Amirati. What's going on, pal? Hey, Big D. Well, live update, top of the fifth, down in San Diego. The New York Yankees lead 1-0 over the Tampa Rays in a big game five where the series is tied 2-2. Aaron Judge hit a one-run home run in the fourth, and it's Garrett Cole versus Tyler Glass now. We'll keep an eye on that. That's a big, big game. And speaking of the Yankees, Hall of Famer Whitey Ford, New York Yankees all-time wins leader, dies at the age of 91 earlier today. Whitey Ford, a Hall of Famer for the New York Yankees, who won more World Series games than any other pitcher, died this morning in Long Island, the Yankees announced Friday. A family member told the Associated Press that uh, he, the illness was, uh, you know, just long time, old, you know, old age, and you know, boy, he just couldn't hang on anymore. Great Yankee pitcher, though. Unbelievable. Yankees tweeted out, the Yankees are incredibly saddened to learn of the passing of Hall of Famer Whitey Ford. Whitey spent his entire 16-year career as a Yankee, a six-time World Series champion, 10-time All-Star. The chairman of the board was one of the best lefties to ever toe the rubber. He will be deeply missed. Yeah, and he was, uh, what, like 92? 91. 91. He, yeah. he, was, uh, he had a full life. 
He really did. Yep. So Yankees are playing with a heavy heart, and I'm sure tonight's game is dedicated to him. Um, and Pro Bull Riders, the PBR Express <laughs> Ranches Classic, presented by Bass Pro Shops. All right, Un- come on. Unleash the Beast from the BOK Center <laughs> in beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma. Kicks off tomorrow night, Big D, at 745 on Ride and Pass. And on Sunday, it will be televised live on CBS at 3 p.m. Check your local listings. That's right, no- CBS, come on. Yeah. Number one, Bra- number one Brazil's host. Jose Vitor LeMay will kick it up against fellow Brazilian Yoa Ricardo Vieira and uh, number three ranked Dalen Swearinger from the good old US of A. Uh, Bulls chiseled, smooth operator, and air support will be waiting. I will have a complete detailed report <laughs> on Monday for all of okay, our, bull, very good. our rodeo who, fans. Who are those first two guys you mentioned in the uh, competing? Oh, uh, uh, from Brazil. Uh, yeah. Vic, yeah, Victor LeMay and uh, Joa Vieira, both oh, from him. Brazil. Okay, Victor Zermeia. He's actually making a comeback this year. Okay, (laughs) Okay, good. Absolutely. Excellent. All right, PGA Tour leaderboard brought to you by CBS Sports. Shriners Hospital for Children Open, TPC Summerlin, Las Vegas, Nevada. On a par 71 course, they have a four-way tie. The Scotsman, Martin Laird, uh, is shot a two-day 14-under, and he is tied with four other others, Cantlay, Harmon, and Cook, all from the U.S., all tied with a 128 four-day total, a two-day total, and uh, Bryson DeChambeau is one stroke behind. He's uh, shot a uh, 13 under par for two days. Okay. And, and one of our good, great followers, I should say, Kevin Corfran, he always says, I forget to mention his two-lane greenies. Unfortunately, I'm going to mention wave. The Green Wave. Yeah, the Greenies. Uh, two, Houston, they uh, beat, lost 49-31 to 31 last night to the University of Houston, Tulane. Sorry about that, Kevin. Better luck next time. All right, They're so now we've mentioned them. They're a yeah. bunch of losers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I want to give them. I want to show them. I didn't forget. Yeah, Dave's uh, in a bad mood now. A cu- couple of big games this weekend. Uh, we got number four, Florida, taking on 20, number 21, Texas A&M, at noon tomorrow. Uh, and then we also have Tennessee on uh, versus number three, Georgia. And uh, number 17, LSU, taking on Missouri. Big one tomorrow night. We have Miami and Clemson. Number seven, Miami, and number one, Clemson, 7.30 on ABC. You don't want to miss that game. I think it's going to be a big one. And that's a wrap for sports in the first segment, Big D. All right. uh, Thanks, Rick. Uh, Live from Studio 6B, nine minutes till the top of the hour. we got some crazy towns to do next hour, so stick with us. Um, So I was talking about John Solomon, and he was on with Glenn Beck. And he was talking just about this Durham and Barr and the fact that we're not going to see anything before the election. And what is the next step? And here's what Mr. Solomon had to say about that. Roll that, G. Is there a chance we clean this up? Because if, if not, we don't have really a republic. We don't have one. Yeah, listen, that is the real question, right? And I do think that the president remains determined. I think you're going to see the president do something very dramatic in the next couple of days, which is mm-hmm. no longer wait for the federal agencies to release the documents he's ordered multiple times since May 19th. I think he's going to release them himself. Uh, I have a story up on Justin News right now that has the 40 documents that Trump should still release that would really finish the story, complete the picture, show who did what, who should be held accountable. And I bet you the president has the moxie to just go do this himself. He's no longer going to wait for the agency. But the other thing that has to happen, those who committed crimes have to be prosecuted. Yes. Or this will become the new norm. I know people are frustrated by Durham and Barr, but everything I'm seeing is a very serious, real crisp, uh, criminal case. 
I think they're getting very close to making more bigger, more dramatic indictments. It may not happen before the election, which is tragic for the American voter, but I do think there's going to be some additional accountability meted out between now and the end of the year. But not knowing what happened before you go into the 2020 election, what happened in the 2016 election is a travesty, and it shows that the deep state already won. Yeah. So there's uh, there's Mr. Solomon right there. Well put. And um, so I, what does that mean, I guess, is the question. What actually can, I mean, we know the president can declassify on the spot right. because he's the president. But as far as um, getting it out himself, what does exactly that look like? I, I don't know what he can do. He's not going to walk out to a podium and say, okay, here, I've got this. <laughs> I've got, what does it actually look like? Right. Well, we were talking about the... Uh, yeah, so let's do some more from the list. The 40 key Russia documents that President Trump must declassify. We went through the first couple. Uh, number four on that list is all the FBI 302 interview reports, confidential human source validation reports, CHS contact reports with Steele and Stefan Halpern from May 2016 to December 2018. If people don't know who Stefan Halper was, he was Christopher Steele's go-between between the uh, FBI and steel. So so he's going to be playing a big role in this. All records showing whether this number 5 whether steel or halper were ever discontinued as a confidential human source for the FBI and CIA. Because that'll that'll bring up okay, well if you were discontinued, how did this information flow keep going? Uh all the FBI text messages Text messages, we, we hear so much about them. Uh, we only hear about a few of them. But this one would be number six, releasing all those FBI text messages, not only from Strzok and Page, but from Comey, McCabe, Bill Priestap, another assistant director at the FBI, as well as Strzok and Page as well. Bill Priestap, I talked to John Solomon about. Bill Priestap went to London in 2016. Uh, yep. Gina Haspel was there in 2016. So where does he, he was Peter Strzok's former boss. Where does he fit into all this? So, um, okay, what's the next one? Uh, number seven would be the 2018 classified report of referral from the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence to the CIA concerning the spy tradecraft failures uh, in the Russia intelligence community assessment. Number eight, classified appendix of the DOJ Inspector General's report of, of the FBI's mid-year exam investigation, which has been sought by Chuck Grassley, uh, the Republican out of Iowa, for more than a year. He's, he's been requesting that. He sent letters about it. They've been stonewalling. All threat assessment and risk assessment documents produced in connection with the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States for review and approval of the Uranium One transaction. So they're going back. That's number nine that should be uh, released because, again, this shows, you know, some of that um, who was really involved with Russia, who was in bed with them. And everything we've seen so far, it has not been Trump. Number 10, an FBI email chain from the early days of Crossfire Hurricane that was identified by Representative Devin Nunes, who's been on top of this since the start. And he's always, always got some great stuff as as things have as have evolved over the past, you know, three and a half years. More comes out, more drips out. He gets a hold of it, and he's able to kind of bring it to the public and make it, you know, kind of make it palatable and understandable for everybody to understand. And again, those are just the first ten or eleven. I mean, there's thirty more here, like copies of all the uh, all the emails 
concerning the discussions between the Flynn probe and former Comey and Priestap and McCabe. So, All right. Well, we got we got more time. We got another hour. We'll do some more. We got some crazy towns. Good stuff coming up. Hang with us on a Friday night live from Studio 6B. We'll do some more when we get back. from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Hour two. Glad you're in. Perhaps you recognize me. This is your favorite TV <laughs> host. <laughs> uh, nine o'clock on the East Coast. Glad you're in on Real America's Voice Dish Network. <laughs> he's, he's, you know what? He's got to do those from like all the different rooms from the White House, <laughs> like coming out of Lincoln bedroom, like, yeah. oh, hey, you caught me. I've wanted um, to do that every hour that since we played that. And I've, I've <laughs> to forgot every time, including tonight. I, but I remember you recognize now. me. It's your favorite president. <laughs> That's exactly right. So perhaps you recognize me. I'm your favorite TV host. So uh, Rick Delgado's here. Rick Gamerati's got sports. Rick Delgado's doing news, sitting in for Paul Nolan. Lots to do. Got some crazy towns we're going to do. I've got some good clips of uh, the president on Rush Limbaugh today. And then I have some clips from Joy Reid show morning, Joe and Keith Oberman that um, if you took them and Nancy Pelosi and roped them off, you could literally charge admission to come see them. (laughs) You could charge admission to walk by and see them. That's how insane they all are. So we'll get to them as well. But right now it's time for one of my favorite segments here on the show. And that's Rick Delgado with what? Even is that? All right, Damon. So uh, I know we've been doing it a lot. We've been talking about the polls. I mean, the last few days, let's face it, that's all that uh, we've been kind of talking about with the debates and and poll numbers and deep state media. Well, as you can tell, they've been in overdrive when it comes to the 2020 election polling. Hell, as much as we've talked about it, we've had discussions. I've had discussions at home with people, and I have to say it's amazing. Even people that I know that are staunch Republicans or even Trump supporters, because guess what? You can be one without the other. They're not mutually exclusive. But even these people are nervous, just like Damon over here, uh, when they see the latest polls. And, and, and if we didn't have 2016 as our guide, I myself might be wavering as well. But we've already seen this movie. We know what is going on. All right. It's propaganda. It's a method to suppress the voter turnout on the right. Make it look like Trump's so far behind that voters are like, oh, the world is ending. I'm not going to (laughs) bother. So when we see these polls that say that President Trump is 12 to 16 points down, let me reassure you, there is no reason to go screaming. What even is that? You know why? (laughs) Because we have an ally. Yes, an ally that we've mentioned and we've, we've talked about, but goes by different names. But this ally actually has the name of the bad guys in the Transformer movies that are actually now the good guys. Yeah. Guess what? The Decepticons. 
Well, it's with an emphasis on the last syllable, but you get my point. Uh, because this is something that has happened over the past, and it was fully on display back in 2016. You see the Trump supporter that lies to the poll takers. Redstate.com did an article calling these people shy voters. Now, normally, we aren't supposed to encourage people to do this stuff, you know, lie. Uh, but, but we do live in strange times now, don't we? So sadly, it seems that more and more the left are mirroring the tactics of the Nazis in the 1930s Germany, where you have to kind of lie because you don't want to, you know, say anything when asked about your allegiance that gets you to be attacked. Mm. This is why from this day forward, I say at least until after the election on November 4th, I want you and I encourage you to become a Decepticon. Yes. But more accurately, (laughs) you'll look more like these people. And what these people do is brilliant. They get contacted by a poll taker, and when asked who they support, they say things like, well, you know, Biden, that's the only answer. And then they leave it at that. But that's an incomplete sentence, because most times the rest of that sentence would sound like this. If you want to destroy the country. <laughs> and then these turds taking the polls, well, they're just happy. They're excited. They get to, they, they, that's all they needed to hear. And they, they scurry off with their findings and to create a poll that they can share with their other lowlifes from the deep state media to confirm their own biased narrative. But little do they know. <laughs> yeah. So let them go believe that Biden has a double-digit lead. Why not? Hey, this tactic is based on something we already do. We lie every day to the people we care about most to spare their feelings, right? Seriously, I'm not blowing up anybody's spot here, but how many times have you been asked your opinion on something by someone you care about but did not have the heart to tell them the truth because you loved them, you didn't want to hurt their feelings, or you knew, you know what, she's probably going to kick your ass. I mean, how many times do you need to hear the old trap question? Does this shirt make me look fat? (laughs) No, that shirt is not what's making you look fat. You see, that type of honesty is not the best policy, especially when you're talking about your short-term health. (laughs) So if you're contacted by a poll taker, just deflect or, or do what Democrats like to do. Lie. You know, answer a question with a question. Who'd you talk about? Yeah, what you talking about? Are you kidding me? Or, or uh, this is a great statement. Oh, stop it. And just storm away like you're offended that they would ask you such a ridiculous question. Yeah. Yeah. So go crazy. Go all Decepticon crazy. I'm not saying do something stupid like putting a Biden sticker on your car. I mean, that's like graffiti. I say let's try and get Biden up to a 20-point lead. Yeah, lie like your country depends on it. Because guess what? It does. And to be honest, this part, this part's a little self-serving, really. I I really do want another four years of these people. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Look at that. That's wonderful. I mean, because that will inevitably lead to more interviews from her about what went wrong. Oh, God. Oh, my God. She's such a butthurt loser. A real monster. (laughs) Yes, she is. So there you go. Don't freak out. As long as your turnout and vote will be fine. Oh, and if you're looking for a costume idea for Halloween, because it is coming up, but you don't know who to go as yet, eh, this could be for you. Yeah. Or you could go as an enthusiastic Joe Biden supporter. (laughs) Now, if you're wondering why you're looking at a picture of Bigfoot and an alien eating pizza. Which one? Well, that's because, much like a Biden double-digit poll lead, this is absurd, and they don't exist. Yeah. Let's face it. Everybody knows neither of those two eat pizza. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) 
Yes. And there you have. There you go. All right. Very good. Rick Thank Delgado you. with what even is that? All right. I like that one. Thank you. Be a Decepticon. <laughs> Who are you voting for? Eh. Well, so it's a great lead in to the rest of this um, segment that I can do a couple things here. So let's go with uh, 55G. The president was asked on Rush Limbaugh today and have picture on number one and number two ready if you can. Uh, here's the president today on some of the polling. Go ahead. You know, that, that Gallup poll that shows 56% of the American people think they're better off now than they were four years ago, even in the midst of pandemic. Right. That's, there's another part of that poll. When they ask people after the, you know, who do you think is going to win and how do you think it's When they ask people, who do you think is actually yep. going to be elected president. You, you are the... Uh, by a lot. By a lot. <laughs> by an absolute lot. And that poll, that's never been wrong, by the way, sir. That that question has never been wrong. They say, who is your neighbor going to vote for? Yeah, and exactly. Who do you think your neighbor is going to vote for? Exactly They right. know their neighbors. No, because people don't want to get involved. I mean, you know, they even the signs. We have signs all over the place. We have signs in states, but they steal the signs. People steal the signs. And... They're stealing, you know, it's a well-known thing. They're stealing the signs. No, our, our enthusiasm is far greater than it was four years ago. Far greater, because they love the job we're doing. So the president was referring to, I had this yesterday. Put up pick one, G. So I had this yesterday. People were asked, do you believe you're better off than you were four years ago? What would you say you and your family are better off now than you were four years ago, or are you worse off? 56% say that's a stunning number. Say they're better off now than they were four years ago. In normal times, this would be an absolute breeze. And, uh, and let's hope that it is, but it would be a breeze to, um, to re-election. So now there's a second part of this that I didn't see yesterday. So here's the second part. This might be more interesting. Americans' predictions of 2020 election outcome by party identification, regardless of whom you support, and trying to be as objective as possible, who do you think will win the election in November? Look at this. All Americans, 56% said the president will get reelected. Only 40% said Joe Biden. That makes up everybody. Republicans, then, when you break it out, was 90 to 9. Look at independents, 56 to 39. And, there's 20, and, and then a quarter of the Democrats think that he's going to win. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably the most stunning number because you see how the, the Republican number is huge. That means his support is huge uh, among his own type. But you go over to the other side and a quarter of them basically are thinking, yeah, I'm probably going to, you know, he's probably going to win. And, and it, it's probably those people that are also saying, you know what, I'm crossing the line because these people are, are nuts now. They're not who, who, who we used to be. So 56% of all Americans think that Trump's going to win despite the polls. So the two things you keep hearing about is the elderly vote, that he's losing that, and if he loses that, it's game over. And then the middle-aged white suburban mothers, that he's lost that, and if he, if he can't do better there. He's going to do better with African Americans. That's a, almost a given. He's going to do better with Hispanics. That's a given. He's going to do better in other places. But if he loses, they think the elderly vote, he can't make that kind of ground up. And if he continues to do bad with middle, uh, middle aid. Now, the college-educated women is amazing because we've talked about AFFH on this show at nauseum about what Biden, Cory Booker, Obama, and all of them want to do to the suburbs. I, I just don't understand how that can't resonate more with, um, with college.
college-educated mothers in the suburbs. You want low-income project housing coming into your neighborhood? Because that's what they want to do. Right. They, they probably don't believe it. A lot of them probably think, ah, that's never going to happen. Okay. Just, it's that, it's that kind of attitude that has led to many, many um, disgusting things in history. We'll just say that. So, but that's exactly to your point of getting back to where we started with your what even is that. That's a, that. So, Paul Bedard, how much of that are we seeing? People just will not tell them. Yeah. So, Paul Bedard has an article in the Washington Examiner. I've only got two minutes here, so I'll try to get through a little bit of it. John Zogby, of course, Zogby polling is very well known. Add John Zogby to the growing number of Democratic pollsters questioning major media surveys showing a double-digit lead by Joe Biden over President Trump. Quote, it's way closer than you think, according to Zogby, who owns John Zogby Strategies. Survey puts Biden's lead at two points, 49-47. In his latest podcast with son and pollster Jeremy Zogby, John Zogby said that the polls show a bigger Biden leader using a bad model, one that includes far too many Democrats. His model follows the partisan turnout in 2016 that was about 34% Republican and about 38% Democrat. We believe that this is a much more accurate reflection of the turnout model, he said. But others showing a big Biden lead overweigh Democrats. Now some of the polls that have come out I find troubling, he said, citing CNN, Fox, and YouGov. They give an average 15-point advantage to Democrats. CNN has it at 16. I'm a Democrat, he said, (laughs) but I just don't think their sampling is anywhere near accurate. While the elder Zogby didn't cite a reason other pollsters are showing a bigger Biden lead, his son Jeremy did. Biden bias, he said. To me, it's only two things. It's deliberate or it's a projection of bias, and I would go with the latter, he said in their weekly conversation uh, on the Zogby report. And I'm going to finish this article when we get back. Live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. If you're on social media, keep sharing the show. Like, comment. We want to know what you think. More to do on a Friday night. Seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B on a Friday night on Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Comcast in Chicago, 113. Glad you're all in. You're watching on Facebook at LFS6B. Make sure you like, follow the page. Those of you who have become supporters, we really appreciate it. 
And uh, if you've bought a T-shirt, we really appreciate that as well. 6bshirts.com. The Joe Biden collection is there. You know the thing. And uh, a bunch of other good stuff. Crazy Town masks, shirts, all kinds of good stuff. 6bshirts.com. We appreciate any support you've given for the show, whether it's on Facebook or it's through merchandise, and we appreciate it. Uh, Paul Nolan's off today. Rick Delgado's here doing some news, and let's do a little more with him. What's going on, pal? Yeah, for for everybody watching on YouTube as well, we appreciate it and keep commenting. Uh, this is going to, uh, you know, because you can also catch the show on Twitter, right? Right, Dame? Yep. And, and this show is, a, is this, this part, or I should say this news clip, has to do with Twitter. Debate moderator Steve Scully. He, uh, he, he claims that his Twitter account was hacked yeah. as the president accuses him of being a never-Trumper. President Trump uh, this morning accused the C-SPAN political editor and future debate moderator Steve Scully of being a never-Trumper, though Scully, Scully says his Twitter account was hacked and a message from a uh, former top Trump aide did not originate from him. Mm-hmm. Scully has come un- under criticism after his account tweeted at former White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch, who was only at the position for 11 days, uh, Trump ally is now critic, asking whether he should respond to Trump after the president claimed during a Fox News appearance that Scully was a never-Trumper who worked for Biden at one point. Trump's accusation appeared to reference Scully's brief internship in in the Democratic nominee Joe Biden's Senate office more than four decades ago. Um, he said, Steve Scully, the second debate moderator, is a never-Trumper, just like the son of the great Mike Wallace. Fix, Trump tweeted, referring to, of course, Fox News anchor Chris Wallace, who moderated the first presidential debate two weeks ago. Uh, C-SPAN said Friday that Scully did not originate the tweet and believes his account has been hacked. Of course it has. Uh, <clears throat> Scaramucci responded to the tweet from Scully's account, advising him to ignore the president, saying he's having a hard enough time, some more bad stuff about to go down. So that was the f- <laughs> as if he would, <laughs> yeah, as, as if he would know, right. by the way. Exactly. As, as if he would know because he's on the outs. But it turns out in this Fox News uh, article, Steve Scully has a history of blaming hackers for posts made on his Twitter account, um, especially after resurfaced tweets show that uh, Scully has a history of blaming hackers. The Washington Journal host appeared to reach out to former White House communication director. Of course, you know that part of the story. Um, critics remain skeptical of Scully's hack claim because they dug up old tweets showing him blaming hackers for other tweets that were made on his account. I mean, everybody's hacking this guy, Steve Scully. Who knew? I apologize for Saturday's tweets regarding weight loss. This is, I guess, another another hack. Uh, I still have my day job at C-SPAN. Darn those hackers. Have a great Sunday. Well, here's the thing on this. When the debate moderators were announced, everybody that I know, not that that's a lot of people, not that it matters, everybody told me, and I heard other people talk, that Steve Scully would be the best one. He's the most fair. He has the best reputation. And that he would... He would play it down the middle. So, and I don't know where the, you know, I don't know where the evidence is. He's a never Trumper other than, I guess, interning for Biden. That that doesn't necessarily absolutely to me equal that you're never Trumper. Actually, Um, he, he actually wrote never Trump on one of his tweets. (laughs) Okay. Well, if I can find it, I I would tell you exactly what it was, but I know I read that in a couple different news stories. It's not in this particular one. Um, So here's the thing. If his account was hacked, you would think. 
given the way IP addresses and things work these days, that the FBI, if he's if they're taking this seriously, and given that he was supposed to he's supposed to moderate the second debate, I would figure they would take it pretty seriously. Right. You would think that it wouldn't be too hard to get an official statement from someone, the FBI or somebody, saying, "Yeah, we looked at it, and we." I mean, they sent twenty-five people to Bubba Wallace's. Uh, yeah, car garage. You're telling me we can't figure out for sure if Steve Scully was hacked or not? I would think we probably could. Right. Yeah. I saw something on. I saw something that said this. They figured out already that this tweet to uh, Moochie, who by the way responded. Yeah. <laughs> and so I mean, there's that too. I mean, if it was, he didn't say like, "Why are you? Who are you? I've never spoken to you before." He right. responded. It, it was like a normal conversation. Well, that's that's what they said. Uh, oh yeah, he found the <laughs> okay. uh, a tweet from Steve Scully. No, no not, not Trump, Trump, not ever. Not ever. What's it? You got a date on that? That oh, doesn't matter. Oh, that's <laughs> that's the guy. That's David Brody, actually, not our David Brody from uh, Real America's Voice. But I mean, and you know, it goes back to let's see. There's a tweet here, the one I read you about apologizing, or some 2013. There was another, uh, you know, oh, I got hacked back in 2012. So, you know, he he's got this uh, this running thing where if there's something that goes out and he gets in trouble for it, he just says he was hacked. Now, some people are saying that. It was actually, he was probably doing a direct message and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and mistakenly tweeted it as opposed to direct messaging. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just obviously doesn't look, it doesn't look good. <laughs> you know, I, I still think Trump goes into these de- debates not really overly caring. I mean, you look back, Chris Wallace was a disaster, but still the president... The president can handle himself in any situation against anybody. He's got the facts on his side. R- realistically, all he needed to do was let Biden talk some more, fill some more space with words, and he would have been fine. I think he probably won it anyways. But the whole thing just came off as a S show. So, yeah. Um, but so what doesn't, I mean, it's canceled now. So in the end, but the whole commission on debates thing is just, that's what everybody takes out of it. This has got to be. I mean, this is like a relic now at this point that this got to be rethought. Yeah. We can't have, I mean, you have moderators that are basically part of the Democratic Party. I mean, you've got this, they're making unilaterally, unilateral decisions to all of a sudden say, all right, we're going to stick you guys behind two computer screens to do it. I mean, who wants to see that? Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was a great move for the president to, to, to jump out ahead and say, I'm out of here. I'm not doing it. I don't think it was a great move. But um, I also... I also don't think that um, – I think that the campaign should have been able to battle it out and figure out what they wanted to do. And, by the way, it would be nice if they would all follow the science or at least talk to the doctors because it, it clearly looks like now that he, will, he would have been able to do it safely and he would have tested negative twice within at least 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever the rule is, before next Thursday. So what about that? What about following the science? Obviously, they don't want to follow the science. The, the, uh, the debate uh, commission here, they gave no... Did they talk to the president's doctor? No. But they didn't talk to anybody on, on the uh, president's campaign side. Well, so I mean, that, what is that? I mean, that doesn't look good. And, like, and, what, what kind of... A, what is that? And remember, it was yesterday morning he found out he was on with Maria Bartiromo. And that's when he found out. They said they just announced they're going to do virtually. And that's when he said, you know what? I'm not doing that because it, it makes no sense. 
Well, I mean, yeah, if that's how he feels about it, then fine. But I think if the de- what I heard the debate, somebody from the debate commission say today is, well, what we we would have had we would have had people with Biden, we would have had people with you. First of all, the, Trump could have done it from the Oval Office, so he would have had an advantage just in that alone. The look of him being in the Oval Office, talking, uh, and Biden being in his padded room basement. But um, at least we would have known Biden wasn't on a teleprompter because they would have had people there and they would have had people with him. So they both would have had people watching him. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Tough to say. Tough to say. But you know what? Right now, I think he's in, he, he's, he's in, a, in a good negotiating position because they do want to have the second debate. You know, these damn so. debates are about us. Let's not forget that. They're about us, the people. All right, we'll do some more. Crazy towns, news, sports. We got a good half hour to go on a Friday night on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast. Chicago, real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. All right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Rick Romero's got sports coming up, but let's do some news right now with the other Rick, Rick Delgado. What's going on, pal? Uh, This is an interesting one. This is coming out of the Wall Street Journal. It's from Senator Ron Johnson. He had the uh, um, opportunity to write an opinion piece, and the title of it is something that I think will, uh, if you haven't heard about this already, then this will put a little bit of a scare into you. It's called An American Coup Attempt. Time may be running out to expose the effort to overthrow Trump, which began before his election. Now, a lot of people think this is a conspiracy theory. I mean, I probably should be wearing my helmet for this one, but stay with me. The U.S. is in a constitutional crisis, he writes. It began the day of President Trump's election when unelected bureaucrats mobilized against his presidency. This is a crisis in the executive branch perpetrated by subordinate officials who don't see themselves as answerable to this president. They have effectively established a fourth branch of government, a permanent, unaccountable bureaucracy. The first public display of insurrection began with leaked transcripts of Mr. Trump's phone calls with Mexican President uh, Nieto back on January 27th of 2017 and the Australian Prime Minister Turnbull the following day. Now, as the Senate Homeland Security Committee reported, the Trump administration was plagued by 62 leaks, possibly endangering national security in the first 125 days, compared with nine under George Bush and eight under Barack Obama in the same time period. Then in 2019, a whistleblower, quote unquote, upped the ante by leaking details of Mr. Trump's phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky, this fueled Mr. Trump's impeachment that happened in December. Um, between those examples of mutiny against the president, corrupt actors within the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and apparently based on recent disclosures, other parts of the intelligence community, intelligence community have used their power to sabotage the administration. Their actions can only be described as an attempt 
an attempted coup, as the Ukraine whistleblower's attorney, Mark Zaid, said on January 30th of 2017. And I remember when this came out, when people highlighted it. Uh, hashtag coup has started. This is on January 30th, just a week after, 10 days after uh, President Trump became president after he took the oath. First of many steps, hashtag rebellion, hashtag impeachment will follow ultimately. Throughout this constitutional crisis, many journalists abetted the plotters by abandoning even the pretense of objectivity and claiming that Mr. Trump poses a grave threat to the country. These members of the press were willing recipients of leaks that created and perpetrated the false narrative that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia. Now that we're finding out, that was not the case. Not one member of the media has exposed these sources for their false information. They know who the leakers and plotters are, but they won't tell you. Fortunately, there are people who are working to uncover the truth. Former House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes, Attorney Bill Barr, uh, Attorney General Bill Barr, former Acting Director of National Intelligence Rick Rennell, uh, his successor John Radcliffe, and my committee, again, this is Senator Ron, uh, Ron Johnson out of Wisconsin, along with the Senate Finance and Judiciary Committees, are working to declassify important information and make it public. Unfortunately, uncovering the truth isn't easy and time may be running out should Joe Biden win the presidency. The truth may be hidden forever. And, and the piece goes on. But it's a scary thing because we, we, we talk, you hear the word coup and immediately people look at you like you're, you're, you're out of your tree. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? This isn't, this isn't some third world country. This is the United States. Yeah. We don't do that here. Yeah, exactly. We didn't until about 2016. Yeah. But all indications are that this has been going on and it started even before the election uh, uh, in late in November of 2016. It started before that, of course, and it's been carrying on throughout the, the entire presidency of President Trump. And when you look at a candidate like Joe Biden, like many of us are right now and thinking to myself, how, how do they end up with this guy? How does he rise to the top of the ticket? Well, he was vice president for eight years. He was in the middle of all this, and he knows where all the bodies are buried, quite well, frankly. He, he may not anymore. I don't think he recalls Well, he may not remember them because <laughs> he's clearly not all there. But if he gets in, what does he do? He protects Obama. He protects Rice. He protects Lynch. He protects Comey. He protects Yates. He protects Clapper. He protects Brennan. He protects all of them. Clinton. It all goes back to normal yeah. because this is all about their power as it always is and like i always say and this is what the president was referring to today the republicans better strap it on here for 25 days and learn how to play down to their level because this is this is the country's at stake and they will they're gonna throw everything they're gonna stack every deck and throw everything they can for the next 25 days and if the republicans aren't ready to play dirty and do the same and like, like they said, have the moxie to do play on their level. Well, then you're going to have to hope and pray on the night of the third that the American people, uh, if nothing else changes, you're going to be going in holding your nose. I'm telling you right now on November 3rd. Yeah. And again, this is uh, an opinion piece in the, Washington, uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, written by Senator Ron Johnson out of Wisconsin. If you want to find out more about this kind of stuff and, and you know, you're thinking, all right, 
Uh, coup? Really? A coup? It's like a bad movie. Um, look up a gentleman by the name of Michael Anton. He, he wrote a great piece in, on the website uh, American Mind. And just put in, just put in Michael Anton, um, the coming coup. You okay. can read that article, and it goes in depth. And he's also written a book about it as well. It's just amazing, and it's all been happening. And again, it happens in front of our face in a in a way where they try and make you think you're crazy by noticing what the heck they're doing. Okay, so now now it's time for a different uh, 53G. It's time for now a different view here of what's going on. Let's roll that. Trump can be and must be expunged. The hate he has triggered, the Pandora's box he has opened, they will not be so easily destroyed. So let us brace ourselves. The task is twofold. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lees and the William Barrs and the Sean Hannity's and the Mike Pence's and the Rudy Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouse's and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it. Okay, and stop. To rebuild okay. the world. Okay, stop. Ow. Now, besides the fact that um <laughs> he look uh, well let's just let's just keep it on the facts damon so uh amy coney barrett sean hannity william barr uh who else did he name in there they need to be prosecuted prosecuted yes i'm not exactly sure for what and removed from society so this is like you know they call the president hitler and they uh, and they use all these names meanwhile he he doesn't display any behavior even thing, anything resembling that kind of offensive, appalling um, name-calling. I mean, this, is, this guy is literally, this is, this is what Hitler did. Well, this, this is round up your opponents because right. you don't like the way, they, because they don't agree with you, and remove them from society. What, what else, what does he mean? I mean, well, just listen to this imbecile. Crazy. If anybody's Hitler, it's, it's him. Him. I mean, look at them. They need to be charged for nothing, but they need to be charged. Rewind it, G. Let's hear this again. Let's hear the list and what they need to be. Go ahead. Trump can be and must be expunged. Okay. The hate he has triggered, the Pandora's box he has like, opened, like his they hate. will not be so easily destroyed. So let us brace ourselves. The task hey, is twofold. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must well, be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators. Okay, hold it for a second. Mike now, Lee. by the way, so he's he's not only talking about the list he's about to give you. He's talking about all of you, most of you watching this show. There could, there's some trolls out there. Most of you watching this show, most people on this show, he's talking to you too. He's talking basic supporters. And now he's going to give you the list of who else. Go ahead. And the William Barrs and the Sean Hannity's and the Mike Pence's and the Rudy Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouse's and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it and to rebuild the world Trump has nearly destroyed by turning it over to a virus. Remember it. <laughs> Even as we dream of a return to reality and safety and the country for which our forefathers died, that the fight is not just to win an election, but to win it by enough 
to chase, at least for a moment, Trump and the maggots off the stage and then try to clean up what they left. Remember it, even though to remember it means remembering that the fight does not end November 3rd, but in many ways will only begin that day. Oh, of course, it'll only begin that day. Yeah. What a jackass. I mean, uh, do you believe that there's people who, I mean, we're, for, by the way, we're supposed to believe that um, he left ESPN on his own, ESPN on his own accord. <laughs> Even for ESPN, do you, you don't think they looked at this guy and said, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've had maybe enough. it's time yeah. for the old checkup from the neck up and let this guy hit the road? Well, wasn't that his third uh, go round with them? I mean, he, he seems to burn the bridge and then uh, somehow he squirms his way back. Yeah, he's lost his mind. I, I mean, I mean, that is I'm not really sure how to describe that. That, that, that level of uh, toxicity. I, you know what? It, it, that's Hitler. If you want to see what today's Hitler looked like, uh, Keith Olbermann, there you are. They you be, are who you are talking about. They should be rounded up, prosecuted, yeah. and removed from society. So rounded up, prosecuted. Charged. Yeah. For what? Found guilty. And, 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 and uh, for, for this, for, 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 for having, a, yeah. having a different opinion. Yeah. For wanting to, you know, do things a different way than the way you want to do them. Crazy. But hmm. this, but that same guy will say, the, oh, the president's this and the president's that. And he acts like an authoritarian. He looks ass like totalitarianism. Uh, <laughs> and listen to this guy. And people listen to this guy. Sure. Big people following. listen to this guy. They think, oh, yeah, that's Keith. Keith. Yeah, he's, he's got it all there. <laughs> he's got it all there. <laughs> if you think Keith has it all there, you don't have it all there. That he guy is a nutball. I mean, that's, that is insane. Sean Hannity, <laughs> William Barr, Sean Hannity, Rudy, what did Rudy do? Amy Coney Barrett. What did she do? Amy Coney Barrett. What what is, she we do? haven't even heard from her yet. Doesn't matter. She needs to be rounded up, prosecuted, found guilty, and then dragged off to a gulag or re-education camp um, before, before we kill her. Because that's, what he, that's essentially what he wants to do. This guy is over the, he's lost it. Trump the terrorist. <laughs> Trump the terrorist. Oh, my goodness. The only thing missing from Keith Olbermann is a tiny little mustache. That's who he is. That's what this guy sounds like. That's the scary part. He doesn't realize he's exactly what he's railing against. I mean, he seriously needs to be put in a padded room. I mean, he could be the one next to Joe, but he needs extra padding. Oh, <laughs> extra <yeah>. padding. <laughs> Seen us on Boku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. 
live from Studio 6B, 13 till the hour, Friday night on Real America's Voice. Glad you've been with us. Got a couple of crazy towns left to do, but first we're going to do sports here with Rick Amorati. What's going on, pal? Okay, we got a big weekend in pro rodeo as well. Just a couple of rodeos you're going to want to look out for. The Heart of Texas Rodeo in Waco, Texas. We got the Badlands Circuit Finals in Minot, North Dakota. And we got the Turquoise Circuit Finals Steer Roping in Alto, New Mexico. So I'll have a full report. Going to be a hoedown on Monday night between (laughs) the the pro bull riding and the uh, pro rodeo. Have a nice thorough report. Um, uh, Real quick on the NBA, I won't spend too much time, but NBA Finals right now, Miami Heat, 29-24 to over the LA Lakers. Lakers are looking to close it out and win their 17th World Championship. It's in the second quarter with about 11 minutes to go. Let's go Heat. Yep. Um, And speaking of the NBA, China's CCTV to air NBA Finals Game 5 live going on right now. Uh, This is the first broadcast they've done uh, in more than a year in China live. Uh, The state-run network, which started carrying the NBA games in early 1990s, pulled all such games from its programming in the wake of Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey's tweet supporting protests in Hong Kong on October 4th, 2019. During the recent Chinese National Day and Mid-Autumn Festival celebrations, the NBA sent their well-wishing to fans in China, CCTV said in a statement. We also took note of the league has been continuously delivering goodwill to China, particularly making positive contributions to Chinese people's fight against COVID-19. They've donated over a million dollars worth of PPE uh, to China. Uh, The NBA did not immediately comment on the announcement, but we know they are going to be removing Black Lives Matters from the courts and jerseys next year. So Adam Silver, the commissioner, is starting to take a much closer look as they're getting hit in the pocket. And one of our followers, and I forgot who, has said that he had heard the NBA, the NBA, the NFL is losing $1 billion a day. I have not heard that, but I will look into that and report back on Monday. That would be staggering if they're getting hit that hard, the uh, NFL. $1 billion a day would it be? Um, and Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic will meet in the French Open Finals. That will take place on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on NBC. Um, Nadal can uh, tie Roger Federer at 20 Grand Slam titles, the most all-time on the men's side. So that's going to be a big match on the clay court early Sunday morning before your football. And on the last of the report, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Boy, Tom Brady got really lost last night on fourth down. As he put his finger up, fourth down? No, Tom, game over. Um, The Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers fell to the Chicago Bears. So, hey, shout out to all of our Chicago fans and the Chicago network that were on there. Um, So, on Comcast, big win last night, 20-19. to And uh, Bears are looking good this season. They're now sitting at 4-1. A couple other big games. You got the Raiders is at the Kansas City Chiefs at 1 o'clock on CBS. Eagles visit the Steelers. That's a one blowout, o- by the way. 1 o'clock on Fox. Eagles, what? which game? The Vegas game? No, Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City's going to rock them. Um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo comes back uh, on uh, Sunday. The San Francisco Niners uh, host the uh, Miami Dolphins. And... Uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants play. The Giants visit Dallas, the if least you, uh, of the East. If you lose to the Giants, don't show up here on Monday. You're, you're off the show if they lose. That, that's, oh, great. That's what we're going to put on this. Big that, Your it, career on the show is on your team. you got to win. If oh, they don't wow. win, you have, you have the uh, – If I don't win, I'll become Sabri. They'll all be well, – I don't know. They might not be asking for me like, oh, but they'll be asking no. for me, I hope. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to rethink your position on the show if you lose to the Giants. Because me, you, Rick, Gio, and Fran could beat the Giants. If, you're, if you lose to the Giants, your team is – it's over. It's implosion, it's implosion time in Big D. Do you agree? 
Well, listen, big D, they are facing I it. asked you a question. Do you agree <laughs> that it's I, implosion honestly, time? With the news of losing Tyron Smith, their superstar all-pro left tackle today, I actually think the season is over. And I got to tell you, Danny Dimes and the Giants gave the Rams in L.A. all they could handle last week, and they almost they almost pulled it off. So if they do lose, yeah, this season is over. My career, that hangs in the balance. That's right. It hangs in the balance. <laughs> so we're going to have to wait and see. So you better, oh, pull, great, baby. You better pull hard oh, for your man. team. Oh, you, man. You don't sound like you have a little faith in them for being such a big fan. I no. don't. They have, a, they have a, they decimated with injuries, Big D. The number one offense in the NFL, oh, by the so way. So you have a lot of excuses. Yeah. Number like one Pelosi. offense in the NFL. Yeah, no, number, number one in well, excuses. Yeah, when you're down 40 nothing in every game, you better you're going to get a lot of garbage time offense. This but, is true. Defense. All right, let's is let's end. Where, thanks, Rick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> where, um, let's end where we began. Crazy Town, 25th Amendment edition. G. One more time. Let's fire it up with O Nancy. <laughs> is that um, look. Uh, uh, cool. One is adopted. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Sunday morning. The uh, because the Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell, wolf in a crowded theater. Uh, <laughs> The um, my favorite. I Republicans wrote a bill that abandons farmers, uh, f- uh, fam- farming families. It weakens weakens uh. the farmers' safety net. Uh. <laughs> the rain or sleet or um, <laughs> snow or dark of night will keep uh, the courier from his or her now appointed house <laughs> <laughs> benefits in ten years. He doesn't want to do infrastructure until we do. The U.S., Mexico, Canada, if that's not the accurate character. Some people call it after NAFTA. Some call it NAFTA. Good morning. <laughs> we'll be talking about it on the floor. Our distinguished chair, Carolyn Maloney, chair of the, uh, the um, uh, Committee of Jurisdiction. <laughs> George Kirby. <laughs> we'll go over all the provisions of the bill. Letters to Santa. Yeah. Messages from the Tooth Fairy. Tales from the Crypt. Families communicating. <laughs> the dentures are in. Oh, nearly 100,000, 97,000, I think the number is. Bet- uh, 97,000 veterans. <laughs> Good morning. As I told you this is like coming home for me. <laughs> Wow. Let's get the 25th Amendment up here for the president because I'm perfectly stable. Where's my scotch? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Oof. did we play all the president's cuts today? I guess I guess we did, yeah. Oh, Biden, that's right. I, I, so this is pretty interesting because um, Joe's been asked about packing the court and he keeps telling, he's trying to get away with that uh, he's not going to tell us. Well, Let's go back in time a little bit here. Roll this, Jay. President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea. 
It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make, and it put in question for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress in my view, the most significant body in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The President had the right to do that. He uh, was totally within his power, and his, uh, his objective was seen clearly. So let me ask to meet all the media in the country who've been talking to Joe Biden for the time that he comes out of the padded basement. If I can find that clip, how is it they can't find it and say to him, you know, back in 19, uh, whatever the hell that is, you said it was a boneheaded idea for FDR to do it. And you said it was this and said it was that. So, uh, I mean, have you waffled on this? Do you still believe the Supreme Court is such an important body, as you said in this video here that we have or not? Is that so hard to do? I'll do it, but I can't talk to him. They can, but they won't ask him. All right, great week. As always, we salute our military active and active police, firefighters, first responders, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on this show. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, friend. Thanks to Real America's Voice. Most of all, thank you, the Live from Studio 6B audience. Have a great, safe, and healthy weekend. We will see you Monday night, 8 p.m., live from Studio 6B, right here in America's Voice.